Welcome to This Week in Loveland Tigers Athletics here on LovelandTigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Loveland Athletic Director Brian Knatzer. Brian, good to have you back with us uh, once again. A very, very busy week we've had, a very, very busy week we have upcoming. Lots to talk about. Uh, let's jump right into it. Let's jump onto the bowling lanes first, and let's start with the boys. They have a huge match today as scheduled right now to set to take on Lebanon uh, out at Eastern Lanes and uh, interesting kind of scenario we're in right now looking at the schedule your team's coming off of uh, two tough losses to Ross and Milford and those are two very good programs so nothing to shake a stick out there but also Lebanon is coming off of a really big win in beating the previously undefeated West Claremont so your team's coming off of a couple of tough losses they're riding in very very high right now uh, how is the coaching staff approaching this match in terms of getting their team ready to go to take on a, a Lebanon team that's flying on cloud nine right now? Well, Coach Adams does a great job of rallying his troops. And, you know, the, the, these boys know what the expectations are. I mean, it, it comes down to, I mean, they have to they have to win just in order to tie for second place. So they understand that and, and they get it and they're going it, to, it's going to be, Lebanon is a tough, tough team. So uh, they're going to, you know, give it their, their all. And, um, and, you know, we got Turpin coming up on Wednesday as well. Uh, you know, a couple of things to, to shout out uh, with Joey Kapsikavich and, and Monty Noel. I mean, these guys, these guys bowled a 267 and 266 last week. So if Jason, I don't know, but if you go to a bowling alley and you watch these scores, there is nothing on the overhead except for strikes and spares. So yeah. that's it all the way down the lane. I, I, I couldn't imagine doing that even electronically, but these, these guys, they're bowling, they're bowling the best they can. And, and that's what they're doing. They're, they're competing. You know, one guy will, will, will pick up the team. Another guy will pick up the team another week. I think we just got to hit it on, on all cylinders. And uh, especially if we're going up against Lebanon um, and, and then Turpin this week, it's, that's what it's going to take. So kids know the expectation they're showing up, they're going to compete and let the pins fall where they may. Well, on the girls' side, they're going to get Lebanon as well. And if you're able to pull the upset here, you would be the fifth ECC team with 10 conference wins. So nothing to shake a stick out there. But the Lebanon girls took West Claremont behind the woodshed last week, beating him by 400 pins when you combine the individual uh, with the Baker. It's been nearly a month since your team uh, took on Lebanon, came up a little short right there. But four and two since that stretch, uh, how much better would you say your team is even from that first Lebanon match uh, about a month ago? Well, I, yeah, I think they've, I mean, they've won with three out of the last four. So, I mean, their, their numbers are high. They're buying, bowling a combined 251 uh, versus Little Miami at 1969 uh, versus West Claremont, 1981 versus Wynton Woods and a, and a, a 2064 versus uh, Walnut Hills. So, I mean, they're doing their job, you know, they're, they're out there, they're competing. They're going to, I mean, it, you know, Lebanon, you're right. That's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough match, and they understand that. Um, and and, and they'll, they'll do the best they can, but it's it's that Turpin, you know, that, that'll that be – that's what we're trying to get is a jump on Turpin. We're that close on paper. We're, we're, yeah. We look very, very similar. So if we can uh, bowl well against Lebanon and come against Turpin and get that jump over them, hey, then uh, we're, we're sitting pretty good. So we're excited for this week. I'm looking at this league and it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me how good this league is. You have Lebanon, West Claremont, 13 and one Kings is 10 and four Turpin, 10 and five. And then you're right there at nine and five. And a lot of times, in a lot of years, nine and five, you'd be like 
second place, maybe knocking on the door first. What have the what have the team and the coaches said about just the strength of this league? You could say on both sides now that Lebanon's in. Well, I was going to say, you know, we've always had West Claremont. Loveland's been knocking on the door and, and won a conference as well in the past uh, championship. Lebanon comes in. You're right. That's a tough, uh, really strong bowling, uh, you know, league. And it's like that with all the sports. So, you know, I, I think, you know, they, they understand. They understand what's in front of them, Jason. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's it's towards the end of the season. Sex, you know, sectionals are right around the corner. So, you know, everyone's got to bowl their best. Let's switch gears. Let's jump into the pool. As we talked last week about uh, the ECC there and uh, how your team did there. Now we're again nearing the postseason. Here's, you know, sectionals right around the corner here. Uh, what's the schedule look like right now for the, the swimmers? We got the boys are on Friday uh, for OHSAA sectionals. That's at Mason uh, on Saturday. The, uh, the girls are at Princeton. Uh, so that's going to be exciting uh, for them. Obviously, it's postseason time for them. So uh, there's, there's no looking back. Um, you know, again, some big names uh, we've always mentioned on this podcast. You know, Evan Lucas, Colin Blackburn on the boys' side, Sarah Lolly. Keep an eye, uh, look out for sophomore um, Riley Dunlop. She, she's done a good job at, at putting herself on the map here. Um, and you know, we're, it's looking like we could, we could sneak in a couple relay teams. So, I mean, that, that's what we're looking at to do for sectionals. Uh, I was talking to one of our swimmers today, Sarah Lolly. She said a big focus has been on relays this entire week. And, and basically coach Lewis has said, Hey, let's go all out and, and, and make it to the next level. So do they, um, do they feel like they've got that shot with the way they've been working on the relay to get the relay team you know, into the districts? It, yeah, especially on that boy side, Jason, it's 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 pretty strong. Um, you know, you know, I think Evan and and is going to be on a lot of those, and I mean, he's obviously one of our strongest swimmers. So we've got, we feel like we've got a pretty good shot with that. And we'll be keeping track of that how they do, and see if we can indeed talk about them being uh, in the districts when we reconvene uh, next week. Let's move on. Let's talk about your uh, academic quiz team here and. Uh, Coming off of another really strong performance against Winton Woods. We talked about the Winton Woods is a little bit a smaller team, but nevertheless, you get the job done here. You've now extended the win streak to five straight. But this was also senior night, you know, for your academic quiz team. We saw some some photos of that online. Uh, four seniors able to be honored and also the parents able to be there and attend the match. Uh, I'd have to imagine that's going to give those four, those four kids in particular a big boost knowing that, you know, not only their parents were able to be there for senior night, but they able to be there to watch them uh, perform. Yeah, it was kind of neat, Jason. I, I tell you, it's even when, um, you know, when the seniors were competing, they were up on their, on their, their tables, you know, the, the, the 4v4 and then, but then when they, when it was their turn to get off of the tables, they went and sat back with mom and dad. Cause we didn't have a lot of people there. Our JV wasn't there, like I said, and when was just kind of a smaller team, uh, but it, it was neat to see, you know, our student athletes sitting with their parents um, you know, and then when it was their turn to come up, they got up. So it really just, it, it shows a lot what the student athletes all about and, and the strong, you know, family bonds and you know, the parents extremely appreciative that they were given the opportunity to come in and, and watch their kids compete. So it, it was a nice evening. Um, and like you said, you know, we are, it's a big matchup this week um, versus Anderson. We're all tied up with them. So um, that's tomorrow. We're uh, hoping to go out there and get the win and, 
kind of you know getting that top uh, that top three, and then the walnuts right around the corner. Well, you were tied for fourth with Anderson last week, and now you're tied for third with Anderson uh, this week. And as we talked about, you've won five straight. You know, the win against Kings that start the streak was a win by 17 points, and that's been the closest one since then. You've won every match uh, since then by at least 31 points. Uh, what's the team's confidence level right now going into a big match like this where you can secure third place all by yourself? Yeah, I think, Jason, what you're seeing is the team is finally starting to gel. Right. There was, you know, a new head coach coming in. Uh, it took some time to get things rolling. You know, you've, you've got some, you know, this year with COVID, you know, some quarantines here and there. So that, that affects the overall, um, you know, ability of the team. And I think now they're just they're coming together and they're realizing, hey, you know, we're pretty successful and we like to compete and we like to win. So, uh, you know, we're going to do that again this week. Speaking of successful, it looks like we saw some uh, strong success from your wrestling team uh, on the mats uh, over the weekend. I saw some bits on uh, social media there and actually against Kings, saw some video clips and photos of, uh, you know, Kings wrestlers being folded up all different kinds of ways uh, by some of your wrestlers there. Uh, like how, yeah, exactly. Uh, how did they uh, perform overall there uh, from your eyes and from the coaching staff? And uh, what do we have to look forward to this coming week? Yeah, so with Kings, it was a duel. So we did it in our back, our auxiliary gym. So it was um, kind of an intimate Kings versus uh, versus Loveland. We had another team in there that wasn't able to come. So, but it, it worked out. And I think, you know, you got kids on the mat and got kids wrestling each other. And what was really great about it is it just shows, you know, one, that our kids are able to get these wrestling matches in. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, our, our kids have over 10 wins. Um, and working towards 20. So that's fantastic. But as a team in this, in this COVID, you know, era, uh, this winter, we're 14 and three for duels. Uh, that's outstanding mm. uh, for, for our wrestling team. So, you know, we're, we're really excited about that. And then we got, you know, a duel uh, on Thursday and then we got another uh, that's at Anderson. And then we've got a try coming up at CNE. Um, on Friday. So there's plenty of opportunities for the wrestlers uh, to continue engage against other wrestlers and fold them up on the mat, like you mentioned, and uh, <laughs> continue on in that win column. So, and you know, hey, listen, we can't do the invitations that we've done in the past, but what we can do is we can win a lot of duels and we're playing, yeah. uh, you know, we're wrestling against teams that are, that are good teams. So, you know, we're having fun doing it. Uh, again, ECC is only a couple weeks away. So, you know, that, that postseason's coming coming quickly. You mentioned, you know, not only all the wins that you're racking up, but also the ability to get out there against outside competition. Is that just as important right now as you're heading near to the postseason to keep the team fresh and keep getting matches against outside competition so that you don't run the risk of going into the to the wrestling sectionals, maybe cold, so to speak? Yeah, I think you're going to see different styles. The, the, the more you can go out there and, and wrestle different teams that, you know, are outside of your conference – uh, you're going to see different styles. You're going to see a, a different kid. You're going to be exposed to different things, um, and, and you're going to you're going to work what you've learned, try new things. So I think it broadens your experience as a wrestler, and I think it does prepare you. Uh, you know, once you come into you know the ECC and heading into the postseason, gives you a lot of different opportunities to work the things that you've drilled all you know winter long uh, in the in the wrestling uh, in the wrestling room. 
Let's move on. And uh, so the ECC championship for wrestling, not too far in the, in the distant future, just had an ECC championship over the, over the weekend. And that was for your uh, competition cheer team. Uh, obviously uh, Milford uh, Milford was able to take down the league title again. And they, and they've been the standard bearer in the league for a long, long time. You know that uh, better than I do how good they've been there, but uh, obviously a very different format uh, this year uh, for the cheer championship. Uh, take us through not only that, but then how you saw the Tigers perform there uh, in, in trying to go for that ECC title. Yeah, I mean, it, it shows you how strong the conference is with these increased teams coming in. And we, we, we've mentioned uh, Lebanon uh, a lot, uh, obviously Wynton Woods and Little Miami coming in as well. It, it gives a lot more dynamic to the conference and gives a lot more strength to the conference. And Lebanon, the, they have an outstanding cheer team. And, you know, our girls went in there. They have worked hard. I've watched them work coming in on Sundays, you know, and no one's watching. And they're going through their routines and uh, working as hard as they possibly can, working, you know, trying to uh, improve upon the performances uh, during basketball games at halftime, different things like that. So you see these girls working. You, you saw that, you know, what they did paid off. Um, they competed well. They did a great job um, with the increase of teams. We ended up coming fourth uh, overall. Um, and I do know they were proud about their performance, but they were not, you know, thrilled with where they came in. I mean, they're already talking to me, hey, how can we get more time? Where, where can we get more gym time? How can, can we do this in the cafeteria? So they're already, you know, what are we going to switch up for next time? So they're already thinking this is what I like about the coaches and I like about the kids. They're already thinking about, OK, well, this happens. We do get to see what these other teams do and what we need to improve upon. And, and they're already thinking about next season putting it all together. So I'm proud of these girls. Uh, they've worked, they worked hard. Um, you can definitely see it, you know, uh, on, on Twitter, we put enough of that out there. These, they, they invested a lot. So we're really thrilled. They did an amazing job. So hats off to the coaches and for the competitive cheer team. Congratulations. Let's move on and talk about your basketball teams and let's start with the boys. You know, they, they've been in a kind of a bit of a lull right now. I haven't been in action in a couple of weeks after getting that win against Kings, which we talked about uh, on last week's show, but uh, now the grind really picks up and, and, and before the, by the time we reconvene next week, next Tuesday, your team is slated to get five games in starting tonight against Milford. You've got Sycamore on Wednesday, a road trip to little Miami Friday, then hosting Winton Woods and West Claremont on a Saturday and Monday, respectively. It's a lot of games and a lot in a short period of time, but you look at the way things are setting up right now. These are five very winnable games. All four teams in the ECC that you're going to take on are behind you in the standings and Sycamore out of the GMC. They're seven and nine on the season. They're towards the bottom half of the GMC standings uh, right there. How big of an opportunity is it for the team this week to build off the momentum of that Kings win and also help themselves as far as seeding goes, because the postseason draw is just around the corner. Yeah. And this is what we talked about, right? They, we've played all the, all the tough teams early on. We've, we've taken our lumps. Uh, you know, we've learned from, from that and we're excited about this last two weeks. You're right. It's eight games in two weeks, but that's what we want. We're going to embrace it. Um, we, we feel that, yeah, we, it's great matchups. For us, we put in the time, and you know, if you look for tonight, going against uh, Milford, I mean, on paper, oh wow, those are almost two identical teams as far as record, what they look like. But you know, we feel we got the edge on that, and we we've been putting in, you know, the, the work. Um, nothing to take away against Milford, but our kids are our kids are ready. They're hungry. They feel this is their time, uh, and and they're ready to take it. Um, so 
uh, we're really, really looking forward to getting over the hump and, and just, you know, leaving a mark from here all the way through the postseason. You, you look at the way things are shaping up right now. As I said, the boys' draw hasn't been announced yet, so they still have some time to improve their seating. Uh, on the girls' side, their draw has been announced. We'll get to that here in just a moment, but we can't not talk about the game that has kind of been lurking on the schedule for a while. And as the regular season's drawn out, this game has become bigger and bigger and bigger, and it is this Wednesday when the Tigers go to Lebanon with the winner in, in the driver's seat for the ECC championship. You look at the way the standings are right now, your team's 11 and two Lebanon is 10 and two Turpin's still lurking at 10 and three. So that they still want to play a factor into this thing. But you look back to the first matchup and the way things went in that one, it was about a month ago. Your team gets the win 47 to 43, but this was a rock fight. This particular game, you win the game despite shooting just 25% from the floor in large part because you forced 26 Lebanon turnovers. We, I have to imagine we're not going to see a similar type of game where your team's cold from the field and Lebanon has turned the ball over. They're just too good of teams to not have that again, at least from my perspective. How is Coach Parker looking to prepare the team knowing that we're not likely to see a repeat of the first game? Well, I think, I think you got a lot down on their point guard. That point guard is pretty, pretty darn good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you know, I'm not that obviously the head coach of the girls game, but I know that that in his thoughts, I know he's, he's going to lock down on that point guard and, 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 you know, that's their key score. So, you know, I feel we can lock, lock her down. We can match up pretty well uh, with them. I mean, they've, they've proven that, you know, even like the game we had uh, last night against Kings, they were, you know, it was a pretty tight game heading into the half, you know, and at, at halftime they understood to, you know, I was talking to Jenna Batch this morning and I said, Hey, what would you guys finish? What'd you guys change from the half to the second half? Cause clearly the, the, the scoreboard obviously indicated that. And, you know, they just need to, they understand there's some fundamentals. They got to finish their layups. They got to lock down, you know, on, on uh, traps uh, for the attack. They got to uh, avoid contact on the offense, all those things that we work on and, and practice all the time. So, they, they understand what they need to do to improve. They can make adjustments. They, they, they understand what they'll have to do against Lebanon and understand too Turpin is right around the corner. And that is a very tough team as well. So the girls got their work cut out for them as far as ECC goes this week, but uh, you know, we're, we're ready to take, take that championship back again. And as we talked about just before uh, they're previewing that uh, Lebanon game, uh, the, the girls already know the postseason draw, the sectional draw uh, was announced uh, since we last reconvened. Uh, the team will draw Anderson in round number one. A very difficult year for Anderson. They lost a lot from last year. They've kind of had to start and stop multiple times in their season. So a, a good chance for your team to move on there. But we can't help with the draw comes out you might see Lebanon a third time you know, potentially uh, in that sectional final. It's funny how it works. You, it, I'm, I'm sitting there looking, thinking like these coaches had to almost laugh at it. Uh, what did what did you and the coaches make of the draw uh, when they saw w what the brackets were and then potentially you may get Lebanon again? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I thought it was, it was a great seed um, that we got. I, I think we got a really good draw. Um, again, it's surprising – how ECC teams are always facing one another, right? That's, I mean, that says a lot for the league. I mean, that's a strong girls basketball league. Um, yeah. So, you know, and we knew that possibility um, and, and that's okay. 
And if that's the way it comes, you know, we'll, we'll continue to learn. And, you know, playing, playing a school three times is, is tough. Uh, I don't care what team it is. Right. But it's, <laughs> you're right that uh, I, you know, we'll look forward to that matchup as well. Would they want that third time or would they just not even care at that point? They'll take whoever's in front of them. Oh no, it's whoever's in front of them at that point. Right. It's, it's, it's go home. It's a winner go home. So right. you know, we, plan on, we plan on winning and continuing on. So, <laughs> and they'll have a good shot at that. I said two of the better teams, the two best teams in the ECC, two of the better teams in, in greater Cincinnati. And it'll be fun to check out that game uh, between the two tomorrow night and uh, hopefully down the road uh, in the state tournament. Uh, so we're winding down here on the show. A lot of things going on. The winter season winding down and teams starting to focus on the postseason. But another pretty big event coming up here at Loveland, uh, signing day uh, just yeah. around the bend as well. Uh, a number of student athletes about to put pen to paper and officially uh, declare where they're going on to the next level. Uh, take us through some of the highlights. Yeah, so that's going to be on Wednesday. Um, it'd be families only, you know, uh, at this point. But uh, we've got some people, and, and uh, I'll tell you, uh, they're going to. I'll tell you who signed and what sport they are. But we'll save it for next week where they're going to go. Right. So, okay. Sure. Uh, Gabe Ogden is, is going to play football at the next level. Zach Dewitt is also going to play football at the next level. Tyler Valet, who is going to play golf at the next level. And Jake Zicka will be playing baseball at the next level. So excited for these four kids, great kids, great student athletes, uh, big time competitors. Um, couldn't be more thrilled for them, but I don't want to take, you know, anything away from them for signing day, but we yeah. will, we will broadcast that out um, <laughs> on, on Wednesday. That'll be somewhere around uh, the, the event starts at two 30. We'll have everything up and Adam up by three 30 and we'll celebrate uh, these student athletes and their success uh, for moving on much respect to you for not wanting to spoil the moment let the let the kids have their day because that's that's what it's all about there so those those four uh, will sign to go to college and uh, we'll talk about where they're going as brian said on next week's show lastly before i let you go you mentioned a couple of guys signing to play football at the next level it's a hokey transition but we have a very big football game coming up uh this sunday everybody will be tuning into it you know tom brady looking for another ring for the second hand uh, home game there for Tampa. They're going to take on Kansas city with their Mahomes and their offense and whatnot. Uh, can you give us some insight on how you think this game's going to go? And uh, do you have some kind of like big fancy spread planned uh, at the house? You know, here's, here's what I'm going to do, Jason. I am going to, I'm going to do tiger ball my way. I am going to <laughs> gotta give a shout to my level and athletic boosters. We are going yeah. to order something locally um, there you go. what that might be. Maybe it's from the works. Maybe it's from La Rosa's who knows where it's going to be from Tony's not sure yet. We're going to bring it back to, to my house and we are going to eat and get our fill and make donations to, uh, to uh, the tiger ball website, put some, uh, put some money on something and, uh, tweet that out. And we're going to watch a, a great Super Bowl. And uh, we'll be certainly be checking in on that. We'll see. We'll see next week, folks. Is it kind of a kind of a, a tease here? Uh, will Brian be, actually be in the office, or will he be too too fill too fill from food to, and he'll have to do it from home? You're right. I might, I might, I might order from a couple restaurants in, in downtown London. You're right. <laughs> there right. you go. And, and the most important there, the Tiger Ball, as we talked about on last week's show, but also ordering locally 
you know, as well. If you can do that ahead of your uh, your pregame party or your spread, uh, uh, certainly uh, do that if you have the ability to there. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, we'll get a full report of the of the food that was had at the uh, Knatzer home uh, next week. But uh, Brian, we'll we'll, uh, we'll call it a show here for this time around. A lot of really good stuff going on right now, and it's exciting time as you could ask for with so much on the line as we near the uh, the postseason. We appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. It's a pleasure as always. Uh, Tiger Nation, I look forward to seeing you. Go Tigers. That is Loveland Athletic Director Brian Kanatza joining us for this week in Loveland Tigers Athletics here on lovelandtigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.